0: So the media, Congress, and the general public haven't the slightest clue of what's about to go down the end of this month. America could very well end up under a dictatorship because Biden plans to hand over America's healthcare sovereignty to the World Health Organization, otherwise known as WHO. And if this happens, America and the rest of the global community will fall under the sole dictates of whose Director General, Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyes. And given his marred past, political alignment with a terrorist regime, and dodgy relationships with the likes of Bill Gates, the Clintons, and so on, we need to be especially concerned. And as the old saying goes, show me who your friends are, and I'll tell you what you are like. Now throw in government surveillance, tracking, and financial control through a QR code, and we'll be fast-tracked to mimicking good old China.
1: In the modern era, there's way too much government overreach, tyranny, corruption, exploitation, and persecution. We don't know about you, but we are sick of it. This is Stand with Cindy Lee. Stand with Cindy Lee. Standing for by standing against. It's time to start caring again. And it's time to start taking action again. We'll expose, educate, and motivate to take action for the little guy. Protecting truth, liberty, and justice. Tired of being tired. Keeping it real Real and and raw. This is Stand with Cindy Lee. And now your host, Cindy Lee.
0: At the end of May, the World Health Organization will have its 76th World Health Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland. The Assembly is a gathering of WHO's governing body comprising of delegates from its 194 member nations. And although WHO is meant to be an advisory-only organization to promote global health, it now seeks to become a dictator of we, the American people, and the rest of the world. Largely thanks to Biden's aggressive push for them to do so. And in order to accomplish this, the strategy of the Biden team is to push for a revision of who's existing international health regulations rules, or IHR, at the end of May. The revision would place full control of our health care in the lap of who? They'd have the power to not only declare national emergencies on our behalf, but to also manage them any way they see fit. Oh, and Biden already got the ball rolling on this. He slipped an act into the already passed National Defense Authorization Act saying America will comply with future amendments that who adopts. Say what? And these amendments? won't be bounced back to us for consideration either. They'll be considered a done deal. And with Bill Gates and China holding whose reins, this should really be worrisome. Bottom line, there's never been such a clear wiping of feet on our Constitution and absolute scorn for the men who fought and died for our freedom. To think our own government is trying to sell us out. And if that's not bad enough, they're trying to persuade the other member nations to follow suit. Now, in addition to this IHR, there's another instrument we need to keep an eye on called the Pandemic Treaty. It's newer and goes by the names Pandemic Accord, Global Treaty, Zero Draft, and Who CA Plus and requires a two-thirds vote. And the best description of this treaty is found on the countersignal.com webpage, entitled Official Petition Stop the World Health Organization's Invasive and Dangerous Pandemic Treaty. And it reads, quote, in short, signatory countries will be obligated to cede national policy, security, and enforcement control to the WHO and their leader, Dr. Tedros, in the event of a declared pandemic, end quote. So what exactly is in this pandemic treaty anyway? Well, to name a few, expect WHO's role to be greatly expanded, heightened censorship, escalated drug approvals, a continuance instead of a rightful ban of -of gain-of-function research, and the weaponizing of both governmental and non-governmental agencies to enforce WHO's dictates. But there's a few more I want to share, too. For one, WHO plans to install a new bureaucratic agency called Conference of the Parties, or COP, And only the nations who approved and signed the treaty can even be a part of the group. And absurdly enough, there's even two presidents and four vice presidents to preside over it. Then there's a related group called the Enlarged Conference of the Parties or ECOP, where only, quote, relevant stakeholders are welcome. So just think the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and I think you get the drift. And Article 4, Section 8, requires larger contributions from countries basically perceived as privileged. And call me pessimistic, but I think America is about ready to get taken to the cleaners. Who also wants to blow your money on pandemic simulation games? They actually teamed up with the good old Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and John Hopkins to make a tabletop exercise. And what's more, who wants what they call sustainable and predictable financing with zero talk of how to allocate the money they receive? In short, who just wants a steady flow of the dough with no accountability? And their one health system plan is really outlandish. It literally gives who control over humans, agriculture, and all domesticated and wild animals. And like the wicked witch of the West said to Dorothy, and your little doggy too. Finally, this last one really shows their brazenness. Who plainly demands ownership of, and I quote, all pathogens with pandemic potential, end quote, and included would be the rights to any benefits derived from them. And they also expect first dibs to 20% of the output of pandemic-related goods. But it gets better. There's a required 10% donation of the goods as well as reasonable pricing for the 10% of the products actually sold to who? A mandated donation, huh? And I wonder, who decides what constitutes a reasonable price? I think we know. But I'd say the icing on the cake is who's audacity, after all these demands, to actually request Shipping assistance, too. At this point, the only good thing around this treaty is that it's such a hot mess right now, it's not even expected to be hammered out until 2024. So incidentally, this buys us time. The IHR, on the other hand, is begging for attention now, because a whopping 307 proposed amendments will be voted on in just a couple weeks. To put this in perspective, there were only a few proposed amendments at last year's Assembly. It also doesn't help that these proposals were pretty much kept in the dark until mid-December, and most meetings involving them? were also shrouded in secrecy. Even the needed votes to adopt the proposals is unclear. So a simple majority is only assumed. But in reality, the process could be far less restrictive than even that. Also, imagine that no president, parliament, senator, prime minister, etc. even participates in these proceedings. And even more insane is the fact each member nation has unelected and unknown delegates making decisions on behalf of the entire country. Not to mention, the secrecy around their identity makes it impossible to hold anyone accountable. That said, there is a means to override delegates' decisions. Article 61 of the IHR requires a nation's leader to formally reject it. Otherwise, silence signifies consent. But the problem is that a leader has to first gain knowledge of the amendments to even challenge them. And since WHO excludes government involvement in their undertakings, most countries' officials are unaware of the closed-door negotiations landed by their delegates. And don't rely on Congress to bring light on the matter because prior Minnesota Congresswoman Michelle Bachman stated that Congress is just too busy with travel and obligations to notice external goings-on. Thus, much of whose stunts fall under the radar. And there's another catch. Leaders only have 18 months to learn of the amendments and object to them. But this 18-month rejection time is at risk of being reduced if last May's Article 59 amendments aren't challenged in time. Because with their passing, a leader's rejection time will be reduced to only 10 months. And the other change to Article 59 will reduce an amendment's effective date from 24 months to only 12. So who is clearly trying to run out the clock for rejections and to push their amendments into force quicker and since these changes were put forth last May the currently active 18-month countdown to object expires in November. That's only about six months from now and so far not one country has taken up an issue. So as you might suspect out of 307 proposed amendments there's got to be some real doozies. And you'd certainly be correct. For starters, India demands the words dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of people be removed from the instruments. And Bangladesh wants to empower WHO with governing authority and binding dictates. And are you ready for censorship, mandatory medical treatments, or allowing WHO to order lockdowns for even potential threats? Maybe carrying around a QR code in order to travel, prove your vaccination status, and trace your location really piques your interest. Yeah, you can give credit to the EU for this one. Yet, Indonesia's health minister announced he's pressing this as well. And the other danger with these instruments is to whom they'd bestow this authority, which in this case is Dr. Tedros. And Tedros certainly isn't one thing, by the way, a medical doctor, which is the first in whose history he actually holds a PhD in community health and his service as both a foreign and a health minister to the TPLF, a terrorist regime, gives a glimpse as to how he'd likely govern too. And according to a March twenty fifth, 2020 roughestimate.org piece by John Martin called The Crimes of Tedros at Hanum," Tedros was, quote, the third most important member of the Politburo Standing Committee, which gives the impression he was more important than a simple medical administrator, end quote. Tadros's connections to lowly sorts like the Clintons and Bill Gates, does nothing to dignify his image either. And during the pandemic, don't forget how Tedros lavishly praised China, a human rights abuser, according to the U.S. State Department. He also appeared to repeatedly cower to China and mask their infractions on global society out of a sense of some sort of loyalty, I guess. So with all this in mind, let's revisit the pandemic and imagine a scenario where the proposed amendments carried weight. Tagers would have had full global control to declare, manage, and mandate actual or even potential emergencies and even during interim periods. Basically, Tagers would have been able to sound the alarm on a whim with sole authority to exercise unbridled global control Through policies and mandates. Now, add to this the proposal's very vague and loose definitions, and this dictatorial rule would have certainly transpired. That wise saying, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, is, well, absolutely true. And doesn't our Constitution kind of disallow dictatorships, especially by foreign powers? Now, in the same scenario, because Tedros was so cozy with China, he would have allowed China excessive influence on the matter. Not to mention, back in March, China's president said China will have a big part in global governance. Now, with that in mind, let's walk down memory lane. And do you remember when Chinese officials heartlessly locked down? Shanghai residents whose haunting screams were echoed throughout the city? So in a pandemic situation, where China would use who as a vehicle of control, what would keep China from likewise locking up the rest of the world? I mean, why wouldn't China? Actually, considering Tedros' affection for violent and oppressive regimes, why not think he'd personally delight in axing away at America's democracy, rights, and even dignity? Of course he would. So at this point, the only way out of this mess is for America to completely pull out of who? And Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs put forth H.R. 79 to accomplish this very thing. Also, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson actually presented an amendment before the Senate that required items passed by WHO to be regarded as a treaty with a need for a Senate vote. And the Democrats killed that puppy. No doubt, we are truly running out of time. So you need to run, not walk to your phone, and call 202-224-3121. Again, that's 202-224-3121 to get an operator who can put you through to both the House and the Senate. Now on a quick final note, due to the bizarre nature of this topic with the talk of global governance, digital currency, QR codes, and so on, relating its tie with the end times is almost demanded. After all, I can't think of too many other topics that I'll be discussing holding such relevance, because as most Christians know, Scripture speaks of a rapture of the church which ushers in the Antichrist who will truly exercise global control while forcing the mark of the beast on the population. And this mark will be the only way to buy or sell. However, the recipient is damned to hell. But there is a much wiser option, which is to accept Christ as one savior and refuse the mark. And although this option leads to beheading, It's far worth the reward of eternity in heaven. So my advice to you is just avoid this altogether by giving your life over to Christ now. Believe he died for your sins, admit you're a sinner, and ask Christ to forgive you for your sins. That way, you'll be raptured before all this comes down the pike. Anyway, check out my comment section for more on this and today's discussion. Also, visit James Roguski's websites, exitthewho.com, and stopthetreaty.com for even further insight. And until next time, take care.
1: You've been listening to Stand with Cindy Lee. Too many people are being pushed around by the government. There's tyranny, corruption, exploitation, and persecution everywhere. And we are tired of being tired. Putting action where our mouth is. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And we hope we've inspired you to take action. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And tell like-minded people where to find us. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And email Cindy at cindy at standwithcindylee.com. And for more info, hit the website, www.standwithcindylee.com. See you next time on Stand with Cindy Lee.